Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. When the word is spoken, the usefulness of the word is not information, mere information. The usefulness and the efficacy of God's word is not based on just the fact that someone has heard it. The usefulness of God's word is based on how it is received. The word you receive is the word whose usefulness you download. He said, the God, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, the gospel was preached to them as well as us. But the, the word preached, he said the word, it's interesting. But the word which they heard did not profit them. That means you can hear the word and lose out. And miss out on the profit the word carries. When the word of God comes to you, it carries profit. To change your story. So when people look at you, your only explanation is God is behind this. When God wants to change your story, he will send you a word. A word you don't believe cannot help you. The, God, the word, the gospel was preached to us as well as for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. You can choose whether to be in the us or the them. It's a choice. God doesn't determine, doesn't determine who is part of the us or who is part of the them. It is the recipient of the word who determines where they stand. Your heart of reception is what determines where you stand so long as the profit, profitability of the word of God is concerned. The word, the gospel that was preached to us, it was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those. Forget about the one who is not hearing. The one who is hearing is the one who can do something about it. He said, blessed are you for the things you hear if you do it. So you have to hear in order to do it. John chapter 13 verse 17. Blessed are you for the things that if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And in Matthew chapter 13 verse 16 and 17, Jesus said, many prophets desire to hear what you are hearing. Yes. He said, for surely I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Verse 17. Uh, verse 16. Let's start from verse 16. But blessed are your eyes for the see and your ears for the hear. Yesterday as we read Psalm 43, spoke about open my ears. He said, open my ears. One of the things the devil can do to people to hurt them is to give them closed ears. The devil doesn't have to do too much. Just have to close your ears. Because if you can't hear, you can't believe. Faith is at the mercy of what you hear. So keep hearing anything and everything. Faith is at the mercy of what you are hearing. Didn't he say faith comes by? 
The only way faith comes is by hearing. There's no other way the Bible has prescribed the coming of faith. Faith comes by hearing. Your faith is at the mercy of your hearing. The hand of God in your life is at the mercy of your faith. And your faith is at the mercy of your hearing. What you are hearing will determine the faith you are developing. And the faith you are developing will determine what God can do for you. He came to Jesus and said, if you, Jesus, if you can do something, heal my son. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are, can you imagine Mark chapter 9 verse 23? All things are possible for anyone who believes. The one who believes, all things are, come on. So your believing changes your realm. Changes your status before even people see it. As soon as you be, Jesus said, all things are, it's only God whom all things are possible for. But Jesus said, there, is, there are a group of people who operate like God. All things become possible for. He said, all things are possible, not to God. This is why he didn't say to God. To the one who is believing. When you believe, your circumstances are at the, the mercy of your command. When a believer speaks, situations respond. A lot of people are just going around looking for, soliciting for prayers. Looking for prophets. Please pray for me. Please. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. For the same Lord. is <laughs> rich unto all. All. The same Lord. The same Lord. is rich unto all who call on his name. And how can you call without believing? That's the problem. How can you believe without hearing? That's where the preacher comes in. Because the preacher's job is not to pray for you. It's to tell you things by which you will believe and be saved. It's in your Bible in Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Uh, it spoke about, I think, from 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, or somewhere 12. It says that an, uh, Cornelius was praying, and the angel told him, send to Joppa for a man called Peter. He will come and tell you words by which you will be saved. Yeah? Verse 40, yeah. Who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved? The preacher's job is to come and tell you something to activate your belief. <laughs> as soon as you believe what he's saying, you have authorized heaven to perform on your behalf. I see God visiting you. Amen. You see, still your amen is weak. It's an expression of faith. You are saying, let it be. You, I'll say it in my heart, sorry. You don't say with your heart. You believe with your heart and you say with your mouth. It's in the Bible. Romans 10.10. 10. It's easy to remember, isn't it? 10.10. 10. Yeah. For with the heart. Don't say I'm saying in my heart. You don't, I don't have to say like everybody. You are proud. <laughs> you, are, you are proud. <laughs> You're proud. <laughs> you say, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't have to pay them fair like everybody's paying. That's the normal standard procedure. In life, there, there are ways of doing things. Everything normal. You say, but I don't have to go to medical, medicine school, uh, medical school to practice medicine. I, I, I don't have to. I don't have to. I'm gifted already. I can do my research on Google. I'm doing Google research and I can become a doctor too. Come on. You'll be arrested. 
standard procedure. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, you have to say. You have to say. Because there are angels all around waiting to hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6. He said, be careful you don't let your mouth cause you to sin. Now you don't tell the angel, I didn't mean to say what I said. Yeah. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. Nor say before the messenger, that's an angel of God, angel of God, that it was an error. Why should, why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the works? Of, many people are saying, praying one thing and saying something else. So you come and pray and you go and say something different and your mouth is spoiling the answer of your prayers. Your mouth. The prayer is about to be answered and the hand, works of your hand are destroyed because of what you are saying. Careless talk. You can't say amen carelessly. I see God blessing you. I see you receiving divine visitation. The louder your amen, the quicker it is for you. So shall it be. So shall it be. In the name of Jesus. Please sit down. God is real and I said God is real and God is here. God is here. God is here. God is here. And he's not here as decoration like a speaker or something. He's here to change your story. He's here because of you. He's here to meet you at the point of your need. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Please sit down. Thank you, Jesus. I actually wanted to share something and then we pray again by you. I believe the Holy Spirit is working anyway. There's a young man called Joseph. Joseph. And he found himself, his father loved him. He had favor with his father. So his father gave him a coat of many colors. His, His brothers envied him. How come you've got a coat of many colors? We didn't get it. We didn't have it. But the coat didn't mean anything. It was not attached to his destiny. One of the reasons why they missed, his brothers missed the secret of his life is Joseph was operating with the secret. That's what caused his father to like him. So his father could send him. And the Bible talks about when they go to the field and his brothers do some bad. He'll go and tell his father. And that will make his father love him more. Because he's helping his father with his parenting. Yeah. There are people in churches that pastors really like. Because they help pastor do the work. Yeah. But learning how to blow whistles to pastor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, makes, it makes... There are others who gossip about pastor and and others who tell pastor what is going on. Tell your pastor. Some of you from the branches. Tell your pastor what is going on. You saw it. And leave him to make his own judgment. Don't say, oh, when I tell pastor, he will react. You want things to spoil? 
God will hold you responsible. Yeah. The blood of the church will be held acts from your hand. Because you saw when it was going on and you but Joseph used to talk and it brought the grace of his father upon his life. And his father gave him coat of many colors. His brothers envied it. They try and get they tried to get rid of him by selling him. They wanted to kill him. But they said, no, don't kill him. God, the puppet master, was behind it. And then they saw Ishmaelites coming. And the Ishmaelites came and bought Joseph. You know Ishmael? Abraham's side one. (laughs) See, Ishmaelites. They came and bought Joseph. Abraham, you know, the thing you are doing outside of God, it will cost your future. Yeah, it's, it's right in your Bible. Please go back. Where are the Ishmaelites? Yeah, there. And uh, come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. They sold him to the Ishmaelites. And the Moabites took him to Egypt. And they sold him to one Potiphar. And he was in his master's house. But something unusual happened in the house. Which most of the time, your book of Bible stories don't tell you. The stories, the book of Bible stories, the Sunday school stories, miss a lot of key facts. That's why people who tend to be very familiar with the stories of the Bible tend to easily miss the key aspects of the story. Because you read it with your preconceived mindset. So when Joseph went to Potiphar's house, what really happened there, most of us miss it. When I ask you what happened, you tell me his master's eye cast a longing eye. I think chapter 39 verse 11 or verse 8, somewhere there. It, I think 8. His master's, eye, his master's wife, 7. And it came to pass after this that his master's wife cast a longing. When a woman cast a longing eye over you, it doesn't matter how big your belly is. It doesn't matter. Especially church sisters. She's sitting near you in church, but she's working you. They can be in church, but they've cast a longing eye on that brother. His master's wife cast a longing eye and said, Yum, 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 this guy is cool. His, fa- his brothers in his father's house hated him. They sold him. When he got to the house of the stranger, the boss liked him and the wife liked him more. See, others are hating him. Others are liking him. What is it about this guy? What is it about this guy that he can't be neutral in your life? You either like him or you hate him. <laughs> What is it about him? There is something about the guy's life, Joseph, which made people look at him differently. People treated him differently. Either they treated him with hatred, envy, or they treated him with niceness or longing eyes. I want you. 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 She cast a longing eye over him. So most of you, that's what you know about Joseph in Potiphar's house. But the key thing that happened to him in Potiphar's house 
most of us don't, they didn't pick it up. And he said no. Why did he say no when you've got such powerful, nice, sophisticated girl? Joseph will look at beautiful princess and he feels like this offer is good. But he kept an eye on what was happening to him. Which actually made the princess like him. Joseph got an offer in Potiphar's house. She said, I can't do it. The woman said, hey. Even Potiphar couldn't escape me. And the other time, I was talking to Pharaoh. You think you can escape me? But there was something stronger on the life of Joseph. Do you know what happened to Joseph in Potiphar's house? It's not before um, Potiphar's wife came to him. Look at verse 2. Genesis 39 verse 2. The biggest secret of Joseph was the first line. That was what caused the coat of many colors. And that was what was upon him in Potiphar's house. But Bible stories, my book of Bible stories will not draw attention to that. They only tell you about Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife is nothing as compared to this. It was this that made Potiphar's wife saw him. It made, it, it made her see him and said, oh, when Joseph passed, he was like this, she was like this. Why? Because the first line, the first line. It doesn't matter what you go through. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear not. Why? This one. Put it there, please. Joseph. Joseph. God was with the Lord of you. Joseph. The Lord was with him. If God is with you. That's why we are coming here praying. You are staring and activating that aspect, that dimension of your life. God is with me. Those, those who pray, they attract the presence of God. We are talking about visitors, oh Lord. This is a classic. Ah. Uh, this is a classic depiction of divine visitation. Why? He was in a pot of a slave. But God, ah. So why did God allow him to become a slave? Don't worry. Leave that. Stop, stop talking about those details and look at the big picture. We get distracted by the details. Spare me the details. I want to know what God's objective, general plan is. He went into slavery, but God was with him. That's why Potiphar's wife wanted a pound of his flesh. And he ended up in prison because he said, I will not lose. Oh, put it back, please. Verse 22. Verse 2. They said, I will not lose this. The Lord was with Joseph. So he looked at the girl and he considered the Lord was with him. He looked at the girl, he considered he said, uh, I, I prefer this one. I prefer this one. <laughs> now, and they cast him into prison. But something unusual happened, the same thing. Jesus said, 
the one, the father who sent me, that one you can put it on the screen. The father who sent me has not left me. In John, verse 28, I think chapter, chapter 5, verse 28, or so, or 8, verse 28, Jesus said, the father has not left me. Kai. He said, he who sent me is with me. Did you see that thing? You see, see that thing? It's with me. The father has not left me alone, for I always do those things. If you go into Potiphar's house, you do something that will not please God, and God will pull back. You came tonight, we have prayed. God is about to give you the success before the end of the, the year. And then your friends distract you. You go back to that guy's house again. You go back to that lady's house again. You go back and continue the gossiping. And God pulls back. He said, the Lord, who's the one who sent me, is with me. Is it not the same thing that Joseph had? That is what distinguished Joseph in the house of Potiphar. But you would think that would end because he was thrown into prison. So verse 20 of Genesis chapter 39. Joseph, Joseph's master took him and chucked him into prison. Lock him up. You want my wife? You want my wife? You? And you should know that he won't be thrown into prison easily. The beatings he will suffer. For they will push him into prison and lock him up. Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. And a place, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there. <laughs> he was there in prison. He was there in prison. He was there where? In prison. But thank God for the bats of the Bible. Look at the first word in the next verse. The Lord was still with him. He was in prison, but there are a lot of bats in the Bible many people don't notice. You might be going through some rough time. Uh, you might be going through some difficult times. You might feel very down. You might feel so low. You might have lost your job. You might be feeling sick. But it tells you that, wait, 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 wait. You haven't finished the story. There's something more there. <laughs> the battle is not over. This is what we call divine visitation. He was in prison and God visited him. So, uh, sir, Joseph is somebody who has tasted firsthand what it means for God to visit you. Firsthand. He knew what it, mean, it meant for anyone to enjoy divine visitation. He knew what he meant. Brothers and sisters, before the end of this year, God will give us a taste of what it means to be visited by God. Yes. Listen, don't complain when you go through rough times. Don't complain. Remember there is a bat in spite of what you are going through. There is a bat. There is a bat. There is a bat. There is a bat. Your bat is activated in prayer. It's activated when you trust God. It's activated when you believe. It's activated when you keep your eyes on God. Joseph was in prison, but the Lord was with him, and God showed him mercy. Ah, our month of mercy. The Lord showed him mercy, 
and gave him. Uh, so who was doing it? The prison warden liked him, but he didn't know that it wasn't him. God said, hey, go. Like Jacob, jo Joseph. It, but right, it said God gave him. It wasn't the prison warden. God gave Joseph. You see, showed him mercy, and he gave him favor. The favor Joseph was enjoying from the leader of the prison or the prison warden was not coming from the warden. <laughs> it was coming from God. Someone says divine visitation. Now, this is divine visitation. When you read the Bible, my book of Bible stories, the children's stories, you know these ones. You only see someone who was unfairly treated. Because life is all about fairness. If I drop it. <laughs> life is not about fairness. Life is about God being with somebody or God not being with somebody. I need to finish this. So, this is the precursor, the status, the entree. You need to get this so that when Joseph is speaking, you know what he meant, what he means. Because he's coming from an angle people would sometimes, if you don't know his background, when he's speaking, you wouldn't know that he's speaking from an angle. And Joseph became so big, a prime minister in a foreign land. He went there as a slave. He became a prime minister. And he said, there's family. Yeah, bring my father. Bring my family. And he brought his family and he gave them the best place of the land. And they were enjoying it. They were eating the best. They were, they were enjoying it. But there were two problems. Number one, they could never, Jews don't blend in. The people of God are not meant to blend in. Don't mind those who say that, hey, you know, people must know that Christians are also normal people like everybody. Don't mind them, don't mind them. Don't mind them. Study the scriptures. God's people must always never blend in. They can't come here and tell us we are praying too much. They can't come here and tell us we, we, sh we shouldn't be saying hallelujah. Hey, excuse me. Oh, because when, 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 I, when I go to public functions, I don't say hallelujah. This is not a public function. This is a house of God. He said, he said, my house shall be a house of prayer. So, 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 they didn't, so two problems. One, they didn't blend in. So that means that they will stick out like sore thumb. But Joseph was their man. He was in, in power. He was in government. He was the ruling one. So they could do anything and get away with it. And they enjoying until one day. Chapter 50 verse 20. 24, sorry. Genesis 50 verse 24. Look at what he said. That's a very worrying statement. Let's read it out loud. Eh? Joseph, what's happening to you? You are dying. I mean, your breadwinner is dying. And you can't blend in. They will spot you out. Public enemies. As long as Joseph was in power. No one could touch them. But the problem was, Joseph said, guys, I just did my scan. And <laughs> 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 my doctors have told me, I am dying. I'm going to feel this. And now these people have multiplied. They can't say we are leaving. What's going to happen? What's going to? In fact, look at Exodus chapter 1 verse 1. 
And then I'll come back to Jesus. I want to show you something. What happened? Now, these are the names of the Israel. Okay, go to the next verse. Um, I, I want to show you. No, I think that it says that there arose another Pharaoh. What verse? Is it verse 6? Verse 8. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. That was the problem. That was the problem. And they knew this thing was coming. And Joseph knew it was coming. Because Joseph is a, is a wise man. He's a great leader. A great leader must be able to see what is about to come. Joseph knew this was coming. The Jews knew this was coming. And yet, Joseph said, I'm dying. I won't be around. That's bad news. But the one who told them I won't be around knew how to survive in any territory. So he said, I am dying. Oh, I feel like preaching. Joseph said, I am dying. <laughs> I am dying. I felt like I have to preach one of these days entitled, Joseph is dying. <laughs> but, 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 he, he has experienced it already. He's been in rough situations and there was a bad God. Uh, there was a bad God dimension of everything that was happening in his life and he knew it. So he told his brothers, I am dying but God will surely visit you. Yeah. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Don't be so worried about what seems to be going out of your life. You should be worried if the God with you factor is being compromised. You want to marry this gentleman by force. So you have thrown away God with you factor. Yeah. Yeah. And you began behaving in a way that can drive God away from your life. Or it can render God impotent, disabled in your life because your actions, your behavior does never attract God. God is with you. Why are you changing your confession? Why are you changing your approach? Why are you changing your values? Compromising on your values because you want to secure a man in your life? You want to secure marriage? You want to be secure a job? You want to secure some people's favor? Why are you changing your, your values? Have you forgotten you have come this far by faith? Have you forgotten how you got here? I was showing some guys a turtle on a pole. A turtle standing on a pole. The turtle knows it never got there by itself. That's my story as I stand here. This is my story. This is my story. There's no way I can get to where I am by myself. It will be, it will be a lie. There's no way. It will be a lie. Carries will get to where we are by ourselves. No. Something was responsible for getting this thing here. Something. Joseph knew it. That he became a prime minister. He rose into power. Not because he was good in himself. He knew there was something. People will not know it. But you must know. You must know. And never fail to give God all the glory. 
So that when difficult times come, you know, anyway, I've not got here by myself. The same God who brought me this far will take me that far. Oh, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Somebody's receiving divine visitation. Somebody's receiving divine visitation. In the name of Jesus. The same God. One thing Joseph knew. He knew how he got to Potiphar's house and he rose up in the house. He knew that God was with him. And Potiphar's wife didn't know that. She thought she could bring him down. She thought he's one of the guys she can use her smooth skin to get. No. He's a different guy. Why? Because he chose to keep his eye on what brought him where he was. Says, don't forget how you have gotten to where you are. Never forget. It's, it's the most costly thing that can happen to anyone God is raising. When you forget how you get to where you are. So Joseph said, I am dying. And you don't fit in. So they'll spot you and mess you up. But God will visit you and bring you out here. And to end it, he added, he said, when you are leaving, please don't leave my bones. I don't want to be here. I'm dead, but carry my bones with you. Yeah. So I don't want anything to do with Egypt. This is not, even though I've been great here, this is not my residence. Never settle where God is, isn't. Even in your death, never settle where God isn't. Joseph introduced them to the greatest secret of mankind, the visitation of God. When God visits you, there will always be but. But God. That's why we are gathering these times. We are praying for one thing. Visit us, O oh Lord. God never visits you and leaves you the way you are. When he visits you, he changes your story. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.